if a guy doesn't have a want to, you can't, you can't motivate that. If a guy's looking for a downloadable PDF, if he's looking for something free, short, quick, you know, you work too hard, too long. There ain't no shortcuts in this thing. So first of all, if a guy doesn't have a want to, and he doesn't think that he has anything to learn, he's out. That that ain't going to work. You you, you could be Tony Robbins or Jocko Willink or anyone in between it. It's just not going to matter until they have a want to. And sometimes I'd say they're not ticked off enough. For me, I started to get ticked off the more I looked at my life and said, boy, you've really done nothing. You've really been just going through the motions. And so for me, it was a healthy, holy anger that said, oh, we're going to do something about this. And if a guy doesn't have a want to, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Hey, I want to welcome everybody back to another episode of our series called Game Changers. And I'm privileged to have a guy today who I've gotten to know through some mutual friends and I've watched his work and uh, become quite an admirer of what he's doing. His name's Jarrett Samuels and many of you may know him. He is the founder of the Pursuit of Manliness podcast and movement. He's created this almost seven years ago. Uh, he has a passion to, uh, to equip and challenge men uh, to raise the standard, uh, as he says, of what it means to be a man of God. And I love that Jarrett's got uh, his standard interview podcast. He's got one called uh, this theme called The Quiet Place. He's got one called In the Garage, where he does a quick uh, bit out of the Bible um, on podcast. And so he's doing a lot of different things. He's, he's the founder of what's called Tribe which is many, many men, hundreds of men throughout the country, maybe even the world, who have bound, uh, bonded together and had created this, this community, this brotherhood uh, through Zoom and through these uh, events that he has, these men's gatherings once or twice a year. And so I'm privileged to have Jarrett Samuels here as a guest on Last In Line podcast. Jarrett Samuels from Pursuit of Manlius. Welcome to Last in Line Podcast. Thanks, John, for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Glad to finally connect like this. Yes, yes. Man, we had a phone call a little while back, and, and you were very encouraging and kind of talked me through a few things when I was starting out. You've been doing this almost seven years, uh, doing Pursuit of Manliness Podcast, and you, now you've got like three little themes, different themes that you put out weekly that's man, I love the in the garage and, and those kinds of things and this quiet life that you've uh, created. And, and I don't know if that's, I feel like that's fairly new. Did you talk about how that came about doing the quiet life portion? You know, the, the truth is I don't want to do any of this stuff. Like I don't like video. I don't like, I started out blogging and I'm a terrible writer. I am a terrible writer, but that's, <laughs> that's all I knew to do. So I realized at some point, like what we're doing here to give yourself, to give, a little more credibility to what you're doing. People need to know that you're a real human and exists. So uh, for me, that, that first Thessalonians chapter four, 11 to 12, live a quiet life. I'm like, Oh, I'm good with that. You know, if there was any positive for me for COVID, it was that we were all quote unquote sheltering in place. I didn't have a problem with that. You know, Agreed. you tell me stay home. I'm, I'm good. So um, yeah, just that idea that, you know, um, man, just working hard, keeping your nose down. I, you know, I'm blue collar, you know, I mean, that's where I'm, my background from, uh, Southeast Iowa factory town and stuff. So, um, yeah, this whole idea where like what we're doing and you got to brand something, it's totally out of my, out of my element, but boy, if God calls you to it, he'll, he'll take care of those details, man, you, 
I mean, for, for somebody that maybe seems like, you know, you're not necessarily a self-proclaimed, uh, people guy and, and out in front and really, Hey, you know, listen to what I have to say kind of guy you've done really well. And man, the consistency is there and you've got a following now with tribe and with the, you know, your community that you've built with pursuit of manliness. Uh, was there anything in your life, just kind of digging into who you are, man, anything in your life that was sort of the hinge point for you starting this to just kind of, you got in the mirror one day and had to get real serious with yourself. Man, they're, they're absolutely. The, the day my son was born um, is January uh, 14, 2013. And I had two daughters. I had been in ministry for a while and married to my wife and nothing bad, just kind of going through the motions. And the day he's born and he was, uh, I think he's about eight years from our, we have two daughters, so eight year difference. So he was a surprise, you know? And so I was out of the baby game for a minute, so I didn't know how this works, uh, you know? So the baby's born, they flip them around in the tub, like, like their hamburger meat, you know? And the, yeah, yeah. the nurse says, hey, I need you to come with me. And I thought, well, okay, this is different. We get on the elevator with him. We go up to the uh, NICU. I didn't even know where I was at. It's about four in the morning and all these nurses come in and start working on him. Long story short, he's got a collapsed lung and there's all these things and they call it failure to thrive and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And man, I just started praying like, you know, like we all do, man, just firing off prayers, you know, popcorn prayers, just, and I'll never forget praying, God, if you help this little boy fight, I'll fight. And John, I thought that's the one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Cause there was no fight in me, you know, but I'm just, I'm just pl- imploring God, like do something. Right. Right. So we go through the NICU and, and it's not the worst. There's people that have worse stories, but in the moment, your story is the worst story. Cause you're, you're right. living it. And fast forward about two years later, I'm watching him get up on this little step stool and put a basketball in the hoop. And I was like, this is cool to have a kid do what I like to do. And I've rarely had this happen in my life. So I'm not saying this is the norm for me. It was as if God came and sat next to me on that couch and affirmed like, this is pretty cool. And I remember those words, God, if you help this little boy fight, I'll fight. And I'm telling you, like chills ran through me and I thought, oh, we're about to get real uncomfortable. And for the next well, till today, it's still been going on. God just rubik's cube my life. He took me from a town in Iowa that we lived in, moved us to a city, and I'm not a city guy, but now I live yeah. in one. Um, ministry, everything was just he just rubik's cubed the whole deal. And in that process, there was this the stirring that man, I need to wake up. You know, I, there's a lot of life to be lived, and I had this idea that just like showing up to work every day and not doing anything too bad, like things would just magically get better. And there, there developed a fight in me that I had never had before. And, 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 and I, I kindle that fire every day just to keep, keep that going. So for me that day, I'll I'll never forget it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, you, you hear about somebody that sort of gets, has these aha moments in, in their spiritual life or just as a man. And, and a lot of times we get, we get real Christian through catastrophe and, and we get real, you know, something horrendous happens and we just do a 180 and we're like, okay, that was the wake up call I needed. And that happened to me, but sounds like to, to, to you or sort of what you happened to you, it wasn't necessarily a bomb going off or your family imploding. It was what I think a lot of guys might be in right now is just that everything, you know, nothing's a disaster, but nothing's just, extraordinary and 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 i'm maybe just kind of sitting back i'm on the team but am i really playing a role and so i wonder i wonder if there are guys out i know there's got to be guys out there that were in the same there are in the same situation that what do you say to them that sort of gets that fire lit, lit because 
you know, you had that moment where you felt like God's presence was just right on top of you and was like, hey, remember what you said about when he was born and remember what you, you know, let's get this thing fired up. What if they don't have that lightning bolt God moment? I mean, what would you say to them for them to be like, hey, let's light a fire under myself here? Well, I, I remember, you know, that that stirring that was kind of taking place and I had this I remember, I remember texting a friend saying, man, we need like, and I didn't know at the time that anything even existed. So maybe I was just completely naive to the Christian man space or whatever. And I said, we need something for guys like where we can talk, you know, Bible, but guns, but you know, all these things, I, you know, and I didn't have a clue what this was and somehow come up with the name pursue manliness mm. uh, because I know I desperately needed that. And so I, I, I created the Facebook page, which was dumb because what, what was I going to put on it? You know, and, and I got a blog site, Weebly blogs. I paid my 50 bucks or it was, and I sat on it for a couple of days. And I remember telling my wife, Hey, I'm thinking about starting this thing. Now it was a lie because I had already technically started it, but I nothing, nobody knew it existed. And I said, for those guys and stuff, and she was sitting in the living room with me and I'm telling a story. And I'm, I'm thinking in this moment, my wife and kids are going to have this like, you know, when the Grinch stole Christmas and he brought all the presents back, they're going to just get around me and be like, our dad is here. This is the guy we've been waiting for. No, she looked over her shoulder at me because she said, well, I don't know about that, but if you want to practice your manliness, our toilet is leaking right now. And I thought <laughs> that is not at all what I thought you were going to say, but she's right. We can say a lot of things. It's what we're going to do. Like if you have to tell people you lost weight, you haven't lost any weight. Yeah. You will know there's a difference in your life when other people start to notice the difference. And yeah. so if it takes a while. If, if you've walked in this miry muck for 12 years, it might take 12 years to get out of it. But you're not going to get to that 12 years if you don't start today. You yeah. just got to do something today. Do the next right thing. Get get a little anger in you to say, I'm not going to live like this no more. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to waste any more time. Yeah. I don't know if I got 50 more years or 50 more minutes. Either way. I'm going all in. And so for yeah. me, that was kind of like, you know what? She's right. And I'm going to prove her wrong. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, we have a different marriage, different home because of that, that healthy stirring and, and her really, you know, she even realized it, but calling me out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I see, and it's refreshing that there's this many, I feel like men's movements, restoring masculinity throughout the country. You know, we've got a lot of mutual buddies and I know we've got a lot of guys that are, uh, following different groups and, and really keeping up with the content. And what I like about yours is it's faith focused and there are some others that are too, but you, you really blend a lot of, you know, outdoors, faith, just guy stuff. And you're pretty transparent about the fact that you're not into this branding yourself. You're not really a public figure. You're not trying to be an influencer. You don't need a check mark by your name and Instagram, right? So you, you're you're a little different than what I see even in some of the faith circles, which I relate to what you're saying because, man, I, I've written some books, but I just, I still suffer from that. I'm not really a writer guy. You know, I'm kind of that guy. But so you started Tribe, how far into the pursuit of manliness? Well, I started Pursuit of Manliness technically December of 2015. Right. So I don't know if anything happened other than me getting social media accounts. And on January 1st, I made like my first post as if all the men were coming out of the woods going, thank you for that. Again, I'm delusional. So sure. it took a long time for that to happen. About a year or so. I mean, at first, I did it anonymously for a long time because I was wow. like, man, I, I'm not the guy for this. When I came to where I'm at today, the church in Indianapolis, I thought I need to tell the elders this is what's going on. So 
I told them, I'll take it back. I told them because my first podcast guest, he mentioned my name within like the first two minutes. And I thought, I don't even know how to edit this thing. So I'm, I'm done now. I'm so I, yeah. I told them and they said, oh, that's fine. And so at that point, it's, wow. I, it was, that was about 2017. And then it got to the point where, I mean, come on. I don't want to just rinse and repeat. I, I, I'll say again, I'm not trying to draw people to myself. Listen, there's days I don't even like my own personality. So I'm definitely not trying to win you to me. So I thought, what do, what do guys need? Well, what do I need? I need to get around better men. I need to get around men who will challenge me and raise the standard of my life. And so I had sat at a, a Starbucks with a friend of mine once. And we kind of kicked around like, man, what, we need to grow our young men. And we had this idea. And it's crazy because what I thought it was going to be and what it is are really two different things. And, you know, it really became down to, can we connect men across the country and just grow them spiritually? Let's just get them to Jesus. Let's be guys. Let's talk about guys stuff. We like all the things that non-Christian guys like. We just like them in the context of a biblical worldview. Yeah. And so we have these talks, these conversations in, in the first tribe session, I, I started it with 10 guys. It was free. I said, Hey, I'll send you the, I'll give you the stuff. And mo- some of them run our church, whatever. John, the first like month and a half, six of the 10 guys quit. And I thought, this ain't going well. This is not a good thing. It's supposed to go six months. I made it go five because I couldn't take it any longer. It was too painful. Wow. And well, I'll tell you what, the Lord just kept building. And that's why I tell guys, when you start things, you have to learn your own voice. You have to, you have to get your own narrative. The, one of the best things I ever did was take a month off of this whole thing. And I took a month off in December of 2019 and just kind of get my mind and heart right. And it was like the Lord just, again, he, he just, his timing is perfect. So mm-hmm. yeah, now it's, as you know, like what you're doing, it goes, just, it spreads like wildfire. So that's crazy. And and I'm glad you said that because I mean, this is not about me, even though it's my podcast, but I, I, I feel like it's resonating with some things that I was verbalizing earlier to my wife. I'm like, bro, it just sometimes feels like crickets when I'm talking, you know, it just feels like this thing. I'm like, what am I even doing? And, and, and I've had people even tell me like, dude, you're meant to do like, you're good at like, this is something you should keep doing. And, and I only bring that up not to say anything about me, but somebody out there's listening. They are in a job right now where they feel like they're just, they got a headache from beating their head against the wall so much, or they got a, a spouse where they just keep trying and trying and nothing seems to work. But man, there is a harvest that is coming. But like you said, God's timing is perfect. Like had he had given you what he you know, has given you now back then, you may not have been ready. I may not be ready right now. Who knows? And so I, I have a, you know, I wanted to ask you too about what, what would you say, given that this is a game changer theme this month, like how has the tribe that you created, and, and obviously it's, it's grown to way more than 10 guys and six who quit. Like it, it, it's grown to more than that. What, what's been a game changer personally for you by just this thing getting to where it is and just seeing what you've seen through guys and through yourself? Well, I think in the early days, you're carrying the community in a lot of ways because you have mm-hmm. this vision for what you want it to be. And like you said, there's many days and my wife can attest this that I'm like, what's the point? Like, what are we doing? You know, like I don't need to do this. I, I have a career. I have mm-hmm. other things I right. could be doing. And sometimes you make a post or a podcast or an Instagram where you're like, nobody even liked it, you know, or yeah, nobody even right. cared. Right. It didn't even matter. Uh, but the truth is there are guys that are always kind of hanging back. They're always kind of watching. And so it, it, again, you don't know, God will take care of those details. Right. But for me, it got to the point, one of the sessions where I didn't have to carry the con, I didn't have to carry the community anymore. And not that I was really doing it, but I was trying to like always yeah, weigh facilitate. in. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, you know, here's the deal. You all get to hear from me enough. 
you know, like I, I preach on the weekends. I have a podcast. So when we get into these like Zoom calls and stuff, I participate like everybody else. I'm one of many. So whatever we got, I'm one of those guys. I started off. I, I tell them what the question is. We've already talked about it during the day. I pray and I hit mute. And sometimes I hit mute and it'll be quiet forever until somebody finally jumps in. But hey, it, it's like we're sitting in a room together and, and, and I'll lean in and participate. But there's been calls where I've said nothing other than get it started and end it. But I need to learn as well. And there's a, a tremendous humility there. It's not a mastermind group. It ain't me getting like notes for messages or anything. It's me just learning from guys and God speaks through everybody. So we tell yeah. every guy, listen, man, you have something to offer. And if you withhold it from us, you're robbing us for maybe something that the Lord needed wow. us to hear. Cause it, it's inevitable. That guy that never says anything, he'll speak up on a call and you're like, doggone it. We needed that. And you're writing it down. Wow. Right. Wow. And so it, but you're going to labor. Like there's, there's sweat equity that has to go into it. If the Lord would have sent me a, a herd of humans the first time I did try, boy, I thought I really did something, wouldn't I? Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, I thought, boy, I, these guys are just drawn yeah. to me. No, you got to let you, you got to work and keep what you've been entrusted with. And so he said, Hey, you were, you're faithful with, with this number. Let's go to this number. Let's yeah. well, and then that just keeps growing. So, yeah. I mean, you just work the field, man, just work it and let God bring the rain really. And uh, it's, it's, it's encouraging to watch because I mean, I, I listen to a lot of guys and I, li you know, it's, this isn't a raw, raw session, but I will say like, there are very few that are as like real and authentic as you come across. And, and, and that's, man, that, that draws people in, man, because that's who we are. Like that's the, who the listeners are. And so what do you like most about the pocket? Like, would you say that your personality has evolved from the guy that would really rather not talk in front of anybody? Like, how would you, what have you gotten good at? Are you, are you seeing yourself kind of come out of this shell? I mean, granted it's been seven years. I would hope so by now, but what do you, what do you like most about yourself that's developed? Now I will say this. I have an unfair advantage. I get to speak every weekend. And so right, there, there, I think there is some, uh, there's sharpening that happens with that, just, just right. delivering. And, and I think I'm, I'm a terrible writer. I may not be that good of a speaker. I speak fast. I don't enunciate well. Um, people are like, where are you from? Like you're, you're ver like, it's all over the place. I get yeah. it. Like I totally understand. It. I was last in my class in high school. Okay. There ain't nothing special about me. And I, I try to be as authentic and real as possible because if John, you and I run into the grocery, each other, the grocery store, you'd be like, yeah, he's the same guy. I've had right. guys come to our church going, I want to visit that church. And you see on Sunday, you're like, yep, that's the same guy. Like there yeah. ain't nothing special about me. There is about Jesus. So I'm going to try mm -hmm. to get you to him, but I'm going to try to be just real. Hey, whatever, um, I, shortcomings, things that go well, whatever. Yeah. So for, as far as the podcast, one, it's stuff like this. You, you and I, had we not created Instagram accounts, who knows if our path would have ever crossed in that's this right. world? You know I mean? Right. So God knows everybody. I'd say first and foremost, you get to meet some incredible human beings, Second of all, you get to, I think I get to say some things through a podcast that a lot of guys in different roles can't say because they'll lose their job or they'll have, you know, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll have a big uproar at their church. So sure. I feel like I can say that I can say, and I'm not saying anything offensive. I'm just telling you the yeah. truth. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you why, why people say what they say or why you don't come to church or I'll say why, you know, these things are happening and I'm not always right. And I'll have people who will, you know, give feedback and that's fine. So yeah. I think too is really thinking about what you're saying. Like, do you really stand on conviction or are you just saying something to try to get someone's attention? Yeah. Well, I, I need to really think about what I'm saying because this stuff will live out there as long as someone has a hold of it. So it, we're, we're always being grown, man. And, and what, good. what happens today in episode, whatever it is, uh, hopefully is significantly better than episode, you know, one through 10 
I hope. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, no doubt. And I like that because, uh, you know, you mentioned you, you're kind of saying what we're thinking that may not always, we may not always get to verbalize in every environment that we're in. So we, we appreciate, you know, someone that is a voice and, and that's what I try to do is just facilitate. Like you say, you, you know, you lead people to Jesus and I, man, I just want to lead the conversation here with you and, and other people and get out of the way, man. Cause you guys have great stories and you guys are, uh, you know, have done a lot of amazing things and, uh, man, what, what, uh, what are you seeing, you know, over these years you've seen your, you know, the tribe is growing, you're watching guys' lives change. I guess before I ask this question, I want to ask one other one. What is the biggest need from guys to change like where's the biggest area where's the biggest vacancy in us as men to really step in full stride full rhythm to our calling as men you have to want to if you don't want to it ain't going to happen you know john you you can write all the books and i can record all the podcasts and you and i can post till we're you know blue in the face and instagram says if a guy doesn't have a want to you can't, you can't motivate that. If a guy's looking for a downloadable PDF, if he's looking for something free, short, quick, you know, you work too hard, too long. There ain't no shortcuts in this thing. So first of all, if a guy doesn't have a want to, and he doesn't think that he has anything to learn, he's out. That that ain't going to work. You, you, you could be Tony Robbins or Jocko Willink or anyone in between it. It's just not going to matter until they have a want to. And sometimes I'd say they're not ticked off enough for me. I started to get ticked off. The more I looked at my life and said, boy, you've really done nothing. You've really been just going through the motions. And so for me, it was a healthy, holy anger that said, oh, we're going to do something about this. And if a guy doesn't have a want to, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. And the fire in the belly is huge. And and you got to have, and, 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 you know, the buzzword is find your why. And I don't disagree with that, but I think it's got to be, look, once you establish that, like you got to, you got to have some pieces in place to be able to walk this out and really make some changes, make some adjustments. And, and that's where resources like you or, or I come in and, and sort of we, we, once these guys are, are locked in and like, look, okay, yeah, I'm mad enough. Like I've heard people say, you know, in order to quit the sin, you got to hate the sin enough to quit it. And so you got to just be fed up basically sick and tired of being sick and tired and then step into, cause that becomes your why. Like I'm not, I'm not happy with, you know, who I see in the mirror. And, and we, I think we do have a lot of, guys that are in that phase of almost ready to step out and just start making changes because culture is what they're, they're wanting us to not like they're wanting us to be okay with how they've labeled masculinity now. But I think, you know, people like you and some other folks that are out there uh, are opening our eyes, guys eyes to being like, uh, I think it's okay to be masculine. I think it's okay to be a dude. Like it's okay. It's not toxic. Look at this. Here's a, here's four gospels that prove it, you know, something like that. So, are you getting new Christians? Are you getting non, like I would, I I don't know if you're, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are you getting non-Christians that are like, Hey, I'm just going to see what this is about. Or are you getting that real green guy along with some of the other more seasoned Christians, like joining your group? Like, what are you seeing? I, you know, it is in a unique way. And I I think this is a really good thing, but it, it hit me one day. I was like, this is what's happening. One, we're getting a lot of, military and first responder people. Mm. And I think it's the brotherhood. They, they had the brotherhood at one point. They, they like it. They, they're in environments where they, they have a little bit of that community, but it's not a godly community. And so they mm. can, they get around guys and be like, 
okay, he's a real guy. Like these are, these are normal guys. They, you know, whatever. Um, we are, we do get, I would call green people, as you'd say, they're kind of starting out on their journey that they're learning. Maybe they're cracking the Bible open for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we've had some guys who they're like, I just don't read this thing. I, I know. Well, let's, we can rectify that. You know, we can mm-hmm. fix that. We're very blessed to have some very seasoned guys, guys who are very mature in their faith and, mm-hmm. Man, that's just so good. You know, almost virtually sitting at their feet when they make any kind of content, you're like, man, that's really good. Hey, do yourself a favor when you get done listening to this episode and go check out my sponsors on their websites. Those links will be in the show notes. But I want to thank the following for supporting Last in Line podcast. I want to thank Armored Nation Coffee. I want to thank the folks at Do Work That Matters. Uh, I want to thank Kevin Fulton over at Lead Like Lions. Thank you to Gridiron Coffee. And thank you to Cowboy Revolution Apparel. Those are just a few and we're adding to the list, but these are ones who have started with us at Ground Zero and are sticking with us uh, till the end, hopefully. So go check out their website, get some of their products. Now back to the show. What's interesting is we'll have guys who will come in contact with uh, the pursuit of manliness because of the beard or the word manliness. And then they, they see the first post about Jesus or a scripture and say, Hey, I thought this was a manly thing, not a, not a Jesus thing. And I'm like, man, I just stick around, you know, just hang around see what you think. Yeah. Um, because I do think we we've given a bad per- perception of what a Christian is yeah. and man, don't, I, I like, don't try to be somebody else, but be you, you know? And I think, if you're being yourself and God's DNA is written all over you, he's only made one yeah. version of you. You're the only yeah. one who possesses that DNA. Yeah. Then be you hundred percent. You, you and I could post the exact same piece of content at the exact same time of day. And you, you and I will just reach different people. God uses us all in unique ways. So be mm-hmm. you, but along the way, he wants to reach all those individuals as well. And so th- there'll be people who'd be like, well, I thought this was this. There'll be people who want nothing to do with this because it says manliness or a beard. You, you're not going to win everybody. Right. right so you of say, course. Hey, man, I, you know, I know we're at what target I'm aiming at. That's what I'm yeah. going for. But yeah. um, and we've seen a wide variety, but guys are outside the country who are hungry for this. Yeah. I remember our men's retreat last year, there was a guy from Australia that, that signed up for it, you know, honestly online, but I'm thinking that whole country was locked down. And this yeah. guy's going to sign up for a men's retreat virtually. Jesus will get where he needs to get. You that's can't right. stop him. So that's right. That's, that's right. Well, it's funny because we actually have a couple of uh, mutual friends, which is funny. Uh, you know, uh, Clint Hader has, has, you know, lives and he goes to my church and he came up to your, and then uh, of course I'm, I'm repping uh, Randy's company, Armor Coffee, and I know you're a big Armor Coffee guy. You're probably drinking some right now, uh, unless your wife's cut you off at this time of night. But, <laughs> um, well, so you mentioned something about the guy that comes and says, I thought this was a masculine deal, and it turns out to be a faith deal. Where did we get it wrong? Why do we have that perception out there that church is fluffy and, and Jesus is blonde hair, blue eyed, and just kind of, touching people on the nose as he walks through town. Well, I got a lot. I go on this one for a long time working at a church, but I would say, first of all, as men, we're lazy. We're naturally lazy. We like to do what we'd like to do. You know, I'd like to sit by the fire pit or I want to eat cheeseburgers. We're normally going to take the easy way out. So what happened in our church is a lot. And I was a children's pastor for about 15 years. They had no problem wow. getting women back there. No problem. Wow. So I decided we're going to turn this thing into promise keepers. And I went after every guy I could find. And once the men started to show up, 
I saw this today. I was thinking about this dude today. His name's Todd. Back in the day, I was at church camp with Todd. Todd was a good dude. He's a dad. And I said, man, why don't you volunteer for my ministry? Like, you know, we're hitting it off. He's like, no, man. He's like, I'm a beer drinking, card playing guy. And I said, could you not do that on Sunday morning? That's all I want you to do. I don't care what you do during the week. If you're a beer drinking, card playing guy, that's fine. The guy came and we had like a five gallon bucket where all the small group stuff was. He flipped the bucket over. He'd sit on the bucket and he would just talk to the kids. It was like a one point lesson, real basic. And he had two rows of kids sitting around him and his son was in that group. That guy made a tremendous impact on those kids by just being present. And men don't realize that they're, wow. they're neglecting that. So when they're present, what happens? Somebody's going to step into that role. And our women are nurturers. They are going to fill that role. They are not going to let that ball drop. However, when the guys do show up, because that has happened so long, we neuter them. You know, we basically come in and go, Hey, don't say, don't, you know, just sit there. You can pass the offering plate. I mean, I can get a seven-year-old to pass the offering right. plate, right? right? These guys can gut deers, reshingle their house. They can fix engines. They can go do whatever. But when they come to church, we neuter them and say, Hey, just be, you know, and I'm like, it's, it's enough of that. You know what? Yeah. That, that, that might work for some guys, but that that's not a, who I am. And I don't think that's who you are. Yeah. So I will never apologize for taking a stand on conviction. I'll never apologize for mowing my grass and paying my bills and loving my wife and kids. Like I'm not backing down on that. I, yeah. I don't even talk about toxic matter. It's, right. it's to me, it's, it's like, it's like fiction. I don't do fiction. So right. um, I'm going to say, Hey, I'm not apologizing. I'm not budging, but given the opportunity, Hey man, I'd love to talk to you about why I believe that. And the Lord has provided some of those opportunities, but like what you're doing, guys will come in contact with you. I'm sure. And go, Oh, wait a minute. I think this guy's one of those Bible guys. Yep. Hang around. And you may find that perception was not reality. And yeah. let us tell you what the truth is. For sure. Yeah. And and that's the thing is I think the 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 carrot has been dangled for culture, you know, the doctrine of popular culture. It's been dangled out there for guys that are on the fence and and now the world is saying you don't want any part of that. Like this is not you know, you can't be a Christian can't and a man. Like it's a, it's a dichotomy and, and you don't, you know, you got to pick one side or the other and, and it's not. And so that's why I see a lot of you guys, you know, you, me, different guys throughout the country. And, and I hope it's rippling because we're starting to see the tide change a little bit. We're starting to get people's blinders off and go, look, we can love Jesus and we can, I mean, if we have to get stern with somebody and and be truthful about something and take a stand for something we can it doesn't make us less of a christian it doesn't make us a weenie like you know we're not we're not toxic and we're not weak so um man I, i'm glad you said it because I, I know you could probably go for hours on that and you probably preached several sermons on that i don't know but um what's a thing that would aside from if it's a guy that doesn't really know about not sure about god and you're a god podcast you're a faith group you know so aside from that what's a what's a hang up with guys let's say we're faith strong we're we got a couple friends we got a decent marriage like it's not a grease fire right in our family uh we're doing okay what would prevent me from wanting to join a community like tribe or what would be a barrier in my own mind that would just be like keeping me on the sidelines from just taking that step in if, if they're honest with themselves, they're going to say it's, it's pride and insecurity. The pride is, man, I, I don't want to admit that I don't have this figured out. I, I, I would never want to admit that I'm not as good as I think. I mean, we in our homes, we try to pretend like we have it all together. Like your right. wife and kids know you don't like that. that that's over. <laughs> stop. Stop doing that. And the insecurity is 
you know, we got some scars and, and some broken bones. You know, there's mm-hmm. some guys with some, some dad issues. There's mm-hmm. some guys with some, you know, hey, I th- you know, still they peaked in high school. You know, that's as yeah. good as it's ever going to get. There's some guys that their career stinks. You know, there's some guys who are addicted to whether it's pornography or alcohol or drugs or food or whatever. And they're, they're addicted yeah. to their hobbies or whatever. And um, there's some insecurities there that, man, you, you might try to change me. Mm-hmm. me changing you is the least of your concerns. What you need to be concerned about is what God wants to do in you. And he wants to do something far greater than you could ever ask or imagine. And that was one of my things like, man, I don't, I don't know about, you know, church and all, you know, and, and I was raised in church. So I was at least conditioned to be mindful of it. But uh, you know, when you start getting there, you say, oh man, I'm about to give up this, that you, it, there's freedom. There's so much freedom there. And, and like you talked about, you know, like we, we have a bad PR team for heaven. We got like fat babies on clouds and diapers playing yeah. the harp and hell's where there's the tailgate party. I'm like, right, right. I want to read the book. It's the opposite of that. Like that's, that's the opposite of what's going on. But yeah. I think just trying to be authentic and real, you know, to the, to as, as much as we can, if that means someone comes to me and says, you know, you're you hate everybody. I don't hate everybody, but I can't convince you I don't. And I don't need to down that hill. You know, I'm not the biggest, baddest, smartest of anything. But uh, yeah, God's call. It's almost like John the Baptist. Go and do what he's wired you to do, and he'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah. And and so I'm glad you said, because I had a feeling you were going to go the pride route on some of that. Um, and the insecurity, too, obviously, parlays nicely with, dovetails nicely with pride. Uh, but, but uh you know, guys that are out there that are, they don't want to admit that they don't have it all. Even if they're okay with admitting that I don't have it all figured out, like I, I kind of want to keep that skeleton over here. Like I got that one or two skeletons in my back pocket, right? That I don't, I'm good with everything else, but I think I'm going to hold on to that one. I just wonder how we get guys to sort of just drop the entire bit, like, and just put, you know, chips in completely and just be like, naked like how do we get guys more naked you know spiritually emotionally how do we you must have a secret sauce because i know all your guys are you know they come on and they're like hey i suck at this i wish i was better at this like i don't know do you have a you have a secret tip for us to how we break down some of those walls let me start with this i don't want any naked men so let's let me just get that point right no naked literally Um, got another literal guy here but here's what here's what happens man It, it it just time and engagement you can't you can't you can't expedite those things it takes yeah. time and it takes engagement so after if, if guys stick around we i, I can try for example i've guys in two three four sessions and they'll finally say well i'm struggling with some stuff you're like no kidding like we saw that we knew that but it was just a matter of you saying that so time and engagement it's like david with his men in wow. the cave the, the first guys that david got they had no money they were emotionally unstable they had no friend i mean nothing this guy's running for his life and that's who god sends him you fast forward a few chapters later and these guys are ready to go to battle and he's gained 200 more. I mean, so what happened time and engagement. And then through that, you begin to trust one another. And one of the things that we found in tribe is, you know, these guys are doing this virtual thing like you and I are doing. We have these little boxes. They're like, do you even have a legs? Like, I haven't seen anything yeah. from you from the way you know, when you meet these individuals in person to a man, they'll say, it's, it's just, it's like, I've known you forever. You're like, yeah. no kidding. Because we have had real conversations that for whatever reason just do not happen at Saturday morning at 9 a.m. over biscuits and gravy. It just doesn't happen. And so men are going to connect where they connect. And so we're going to use whatever means necessary. We'll redeem Zoom. We'll redeem Facebook or whatever and say, hey, we're going to, you know, whoever the fact checker is that has to take our group for tribe, God bless you, you know, Zuckerberg people. But um, they got to see all these 
conversations and prayer requests and stuff. So time and engage, it just takes time. You know, if you're trying to start a men's ministry at your church, virtual, whatever, yeah, you may get one. And that might be all you get for a while, but maybe your character isn't ready for two. And so you just do that and God will just keep adding to it in time, you know, and mm-hmm. I'll see guys that'll get in tribe and sometimes they'll, they'll just want to, co- and they'll tell me, like, I just want to see what you're doing. Cause I want to do one of these things. You can't, you can't carbon copy this. You have right. to do it your way. You have to do it to your wiring. You have to do it the way that you think God is leading you and what you do. And I do maybe right. radically different, but the same mission, our right. approach might be different, but the mission's the same. There'll be guys drawn to you that go, I'd never give that guy 20 cents. That That's yeah. awesome. Or they'll yeah, say, yeah. hey, I don't want to part of that, but I'm going to open my garage up every Thursday night, and I'm going to invite three guys over, and we're just going to read James or whatever. Yeah. That's that's great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, and, and I know you guys have a retreat um, once or twice a year. Is it once right now? One time a year? Um, and is when is that? In the fall? So, okay, I'll back. It's in the fall, September yeah. 30th, October 1st. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys want to get together and stuff, but you know, listen, I've been in church world for a long time. People have a lot of great ideas, but there ain't no follow through. So we're going to get together. We had a guy from California one year on spring break, take like two weeks and just visit like 20 guys. And every one of us is like, man, come to my town, right? Like I drove wow. three hours to meet him at Joella's. I'll drive three hours for Joella's to hot chicken anytime, but uh, meet up with him and some other guys. And what happened was it just kind of kindled that fire. Of like, no, we do want to meet up. So we had a couple of campouts. We got we had one in Kentucky. We got one in Missouri in a in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that retreat we had a 154 guys sign up last year from all over the country. It was crazy. We That's sold out. Crazy. It was God. God did that. It was amazing. That is amazing, man. Um, I I just can only imagine where this thing's going to go. And and uh, you know you you mentioned you're not a writer uh, or don't consider yourself one, but I imagine you know being a blogger, you know content for a podcast. Uh, you know, the, the curriculum for any of the retreats or tribes even, and I know it's a lot of biblical centered, but you still have to come up with some content, man. Is there, is there anything on the horizon from you in the form of a book at any time soon, even though you're going to say, I'm not a writer, let's, let's just pretend that you are for a minute. Is that, does that idea interest you at all? It, it, it does. Um, and I don't, and again, that's been, you know, two or three years, every once in a while I'll come up and think, yeah, I should do that. What I had considered was I had written almost 200 blog posts when I had this, whatever it was, I weebly, and then it moved to a website. So I had about 200 blog posts. And so John, I thought, well, I'll just go back and look at those blog posts and we'll, we'll try to turn them into, oh my word, it's, it's painful, man, to go back. God bless anyone that read that and said, hey, he's wow. okay. Um, so there, there is a chance that that could happen down the road. Yeah. I've kind of like thought about that, like, hey, what could this look like? But um, yeah, because you always have to kind of think about, you know, the now and the next and say, okay, how do yeah. you resource someone? And that's kind of what, you know, Tribe was and Point Man and some of those things was we, we need ways to help men. You need, uh, you need people in your life to benefit from what's happening online. If you're just looking at posts or you're just buying gear and you're a jerk husband, what good is that? So let's try to put tools in your toolbox to say, go live this out. And so to hear from some of the wives, the difference they're seeing in their husband. I mean, to me, that that's gold right there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I was going to, you kind of read my mail on that one. I was going to go there and see if you had heard any testimonials from the, the recipient, I guess, uh, the one who's had a front row seat to some of our dysfunction, you know, as husbands. So I assume you've, I assume you've heard some good stuff. I mean, uh, from the wives, you know, what, 
let's say this thing blows up. I mean, you're getting, you know, let's say it just starts booming. Like there's tens of thousands of people that are in tribe or, or following pursuit of manliness. Like what do you want them on the street? If they're wearing one of your shirts and someone's like, what is that? What do you want their explanation to be about pursuit of manliness to a stranger? Yeah, real simple. I'd say we want to be men of presence. And so if, if I show up in my backyard or I show up at a grocery store or whatever, that environment should be better because I'm there. And I don't have to announce it. Hey, I'm here, everybody. Right. It got better. No, no, I'm there. And I want to be the guy. If I walk into a meeting, someone goes, good, he's here. Not crud, he's here. That mm-hmm. means he could lead the meeting. He can take out the garbage. He can wash the dishes or he can serve the tables. Or he can, you just got, you know, you know who those people are in your life, John. For You're sure. like, when they're there, we're good. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You mentioned Clint. Clint's one of those guys. When Clint's around, we're good. It does. We will figure, we will figure it out. So I want to be men in presence and I want to work and keep what's been entrusted to us. So I hope whether you're at home, work, your church, whatever, your presence adds value. But not only that, you're working and keeping, you're, you're, you're making them better than you receive them. I should give my wife better back to the Lord than when I got her. I should give my kids better back to the Lord than when I got them. Right. So that that's the hope. If, 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 you know, um, Listen, man, there's a lot of different aspects of, of manhood and stuff you can focus on and life mm-hmm. skills and physical fitness and financial freedom and all that. Mm-hmm. We don't really get into that. You know, hey, mm-hmm. I think the Holy Spirit will take care of some of those things. Uh, and some of there's people that do that. They're much better. At, like what you do, you're much better at that than I am. I, I couldn't do leadership for three days in a row, let alone like what you do and write books and stuff. So yeah. our wirings are different. But again, the mission's the same. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and before I have you tell us where, you know, to kind of go, and I know it's fairly intuitive, you know, the, the website, but I do want you to kind of give yourself a shout out and kind of when you release certain things, because I know you got a, almost a full week of releases that you do now. There's multiple episodes. Uh, what, what's one thing, because we, we, you and I, guys like us that do podcasts or write books, like we're, we're bringing information to empower people, right? We're bringing, hopefully, Holy Spirit's working through us and bringing good people on to tell good stories that help good people. What We're always facilitating that. What are we working on? What, what are you working on? What's Jarrett Samuels? What's the thing on your whiteboard that you're wanting to get better at? for the next, for the rest of this year, let's just say, and it's not a new year's resolution. Don't, don't take me that way, but what is it? Yeah. What is Cause if it is, it's probably been erased by, by April. Uh, what do you, what is it that Jarrett's kind of looking at like every day? Like, okay, I want to, this is my thing. This is what I'm working on in me. I think there's two things. One would be, I want to be consistent. I had an index card somewhere and I, I don't have it around me, but be consistent. You, you know, man, I could be thriving at nine 30 and be a slug at six 30. Like, like, you know, I don't want to give the impression that it's grind from you know 6 a.m. to yeah, 6. I, sure. I don't even, I never get up early. Okay. I know when I need to get up to get where I need to be, to do what I need to do, but I'll stay up late. So for me, it's just being consistent from whatever time my feet hit the floor to whatever time you shut it down for the night. And the second thing is it just hit me the other day. I was walking or doing something. And I just thought, God, give me an undivided heart. You know, I, I can get I can get mm-hmm. in love with a lot of things or a lot of ideas. Unite my heart with, with yours. I want an undivided heart. And I thought, I, that's in the Bible somewhere, right? And so I went back and, of course, I had to Google it. And uh, it was in Psalms and I wrote it out. You know, I'm like, okay. So that's been my thing. And when the Holy Spirit lays it on my heart, just give me an undivided heart. You know, just wow. whatever it becomes. At the end of the day, there's two things, John, that and I I, I believe you're married. So there's two things yep. for you. And there's two things for me that are non-negotiables. My kids will get married someday and they'll move out of the house. We believe and get and do their deal, whatever. Right. But um, I follow Jesus and I'm married to my bride. 
everything else in this world can change. Uh, where I park my car on Monday, th- this might be the last time you ever see me on a Zoom call or a podcast. But I mean, yeah. listen, God will take care of those things, but those two things, they'll never change. And so as long as I'm taking up space on the earth, that has to be my deal. That has to be the most important thing in my life. And if I get that right, everything else will probably fall in line to some degree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I like that. And it, it comes across, I mean, in your work. And and so, yeah, dude, I appreciate you doing this, man. I I, uh, I wanted to just pick your brain, really. And, and I know that, you, you know, I don't know how often you're on that side of the desk, but I know you're doing what I do most of the time. And, and so I, I liked to, to have you kind of flip the script and, and, and get behind the curtain on who you are and, and what you're about. And man, it all lines up anyway, uh, because you're, you're that authentic. So where can we go to check out your website, check out your resources, maybe sign up for tribe. Cause I know it's open through like May, maybe third week in May, something like that. And, and then about the retreat, kind of those things. Yeah, it's the pursuit of mailiness.com. Uh, I don't know about you, but when, when you do like the intro, you feel like you say that 48 times. So it's the pursuit of mailiness.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a buddy set that website up. I don't know how to do any of that stuff, man. So he set it up for me. The social media links are there. Um, there's YouTube links where three times a week I try to put out content there, podcast. Yeah. Quiet life is just kind of like me sitting in a camping chair in the garage. There ain't nothing fancy about it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, tribe goes till we open it up twice a year. It registration is open now. And then the retreats in the fall, uh, to me, one of the biggest takeaways from that retreat last year, well, two takeaways. One was my kids got to see all these people come and talk and whatever. And it was almost like, how often do you, the people in your life get to see what you're doing? Like you're sacrificing something to do this right now. Yeah. And they got to see that. But number two was, all the men that brought kids, their sons with them. And the fact that their sons are still talking about it, which is cool because we had nothing designated for sons. And my hope is that these sons might start making some friendships with guys, with their kid, with each other's kids. Maybe another generation will have a connection. And if they get it 20 years earlier than you and I found it, that's a huge win. That's, that's uh, wow, dude, that's cool. I bet that was a nice picture to see the next generation uh, from your guys and, and their kid, like that's, that, that, that's the dream. Like that's the goal. Like that's amazing. <laughs> um, man, if you guys could figure out a way to do that either like a week earlier or the week later, and I know we're getting into hunting season a week later, but dude, my, my, my anniversary is on September 30th. I'm like, golly, if, unless I can bring her to a man's conference, we're in trouble getting to, we need tr- to have something in Texas. We have so huh? many guys in tech. We need to do something in Texas for crying out loud. We'll host I'll, I'll it, man. Down. We'll, we'll host it. You tell me what to do. We'll get her done. But, uh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, It's been a pleasure to get to know you even more. And I've watched what you're doing. I admire it uh, to the utmost and, and just keep crushing it, man. We appreciate it. Um, Any, uh, any parting shots for my guys here? No, I appreciate, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. I would just tell those guys, man, search the want to figure out what is it you really want. And and man, just relentlessly go after it, especially if it's a God thing and make no apologies about it. Yeah. And God will take care of it. 100%. All right, man. Well, the audience, he's been Jared Samuels. We've been last in line. Be blessed.